0: welcome to the Woo Woo Woman podcast. I'm grateful that you're here with me today. And today we are going to be talking about something that I like to call spiritual detox. And this is something that has twofold to it and that I am currently still working through. And I'm sure many of you are as well, if you're here in the space. So I first want to Thank you for being here. If you've been with me before, welcome back. And if you are new to the pod, your likes, subscriptions, and shares really do matter to this community. And it really just helps um, kind of guide the content of what we're creating or what I'm creating at the moment here on the podcast. And who I'm bringing on, whether or not it's something that truly resonates with all of you and to create and curate the content accordingly. So as we move through this spiritual detox, I first want to share that like spirituality is something that is always there. And this human experience is ultimately a spiritual process. If we're able to kind of slow down and notice the magic within each and every moment and I grew up a little background on me and where I come from and where this all comes about is you know I grew up with a mom who was really really deeply rooted in her religious ego and really kind of bombarded me and spoke about other people who perhaps weren't following the path that she was following in a judgmental way, and was really excluding other people instead of including, and yet the Christian religion is to embody this sense of acceptance, the sense of compassion and love, and what was being reflected back at me was anything but, and that was the household that I grew up with, for the majority of my life and when I turned became a teenager i think i turned like 15 or 16 i was very rebellious because i was angry at the confusion really um and kind of bothered by my mom up until this point but now i found my voice and i was able to just kind of like give it to her and i remember being in church one day and it wasn't a pastor i guess it was like i guess a deacon i guess you would call or whatever. And I was sitting down during praise and worship and he came over and he was like, stand up. And I was like, no. And he's like, stand up. I said, no, if God wants me to stand up, he wants me to stand up with the right purpose and with the right intention. And I stayed down and I sat down and, you know, I was a little bit of a, of a firecracker because my, my Aries truthfulness just was just like raging mixed with sadness and anger all at the same time. And my mom would do the same to me. Like, she would use God as, like, this, you know, judgmental opportunity to create separateness from me being a teenager and a human being and, like, the other people, right? It's like, you need to go to youth group. Well, no, I don't. I don't need to go. Like, just because I don't go doesn't make me a bad person. Um, And if you do this, you're not following, you know, God's God's plan. It's like, how do you know God's plan? You know, so there was a lot of that growing up. And my mom was really for those of you who know her personally, like my friends, like they know, <laughs> they know how Maria was. And it's not that it was a bad thing. But here's the process that I believe happened with my mom. And I think a lot of people can relate because I myself am currently kind of catching myself in the same process. It's like you live a certain life in a certain way without spirituality. And I would say probably like between your late, you know, 20s, early 30s, you recognize your spirituality if, you know, your course of life and the experiences and the situations that you've encountered has awoken you to this, you know, something more, like this bigger picture, um, and this connection to something bigger outside of this human experience. And when that happens, you begin to notice, you know, your judgments and your separateness and your otherness at that point in that stage of the game, and you find your spirituality. And you begin to consume books and podcasts and content and courses and workshops and the whole nine about spirituality to gain more information and to quote unquote become more spiritual. When, as you are holy, you are spiritual, right? Holy, holy, holy. (laughs) Like, here we go, right? Like, it's that back to wholeness. And That is the holiest part of the process and to know that you are already there and yes, there are going to be, you know, spiritual content that is going to bring you and open up a new door within yourself that you didn't quite know, but it's not the end all be all and it's not intended to create even more separation or judgment or categorizing of other in that process so when you become and awaken to the spirituality within oftentimes we and the ego that was you know sort of changed and transcended is now what they consider to be like the spiritual ego and you look at other people and like oh well they're not vegan, or, oh, they wear name brand clothing, or, oh, they spend money on this, and, oh, you know, they're doing this and that, and that in and of itself, because you're attempting to feel more spiritual or more evolved than other people, is still the same thing happening, but just in a different context, and can sometimes be so sneaky, because, You're not aware of all of that judgment because you're aware of the judgments of political parties. You're aware of the separateness that the media sometimes kind of pumps out into the world. But when it comes to spirituality, it's really difficult to see. And the spiritual community really loves the judgment. And I know it sounds really disgusting, but it's true. And... Unfortunately, I was consumed by that early on in my spiritual development. You know, I woke, I kind of awoken to the judgments and the ego, and and became a little bit more aware of my ego and the contents of, I guess you would say, like BS before spirituality. <laughs> right? Kind of, kind of, fitting, right? But, anyways, and. Essentially, there is like this layer that ends up happening where we attach to spirituality as my mother attached to her religion and made that what made her feel evolved and better than other people and almost made it seem as though it was okay to judge in this capacity. And it's not because truly spirituality is embracing and encompassing all people And even those where that judgment comes in or that desire to create separateness creeps in or the otherness creeps in, that is a spiritual opportunity for you to go deeper, right? And to begin to observe and awaken to the additional layers of the onion of spiritual ego, right? It's like taking off the clothing layer by layer. And the ego will never be eradicated. That isn't the purpose of it the ego is there to be integrated with and to use almost like your quote-unquote conscious. Like I remember if you, you know, as you grew up, if your mom was like, listen to your conscience, listen to your conscience, right? So it's that energy where it's like you're able to not get consumed by the ego judgments or by the ego's desire to create separateness or by the ego's desire to categorize people as other, but recognizing that and allowing yourself to... I like you know kind of like zoom out and integrate that that judgment or that sense of separateness or otherness and say okay like there is something here there is there's a layer of this that I need to go deeper and see deeper into right and back to my story so when i first you know Started really di- deep, like deep diving into yoga. It was shortly after my son was born. I would say 2012, 2013, and then I went to yoga teacher training, 2014, I believe. And um, I had been practicing since 2004, and. Up until that point, like I was totally like all about the name brands, all about like I wanted people to like look at the stuff that I had and the jeans and all the things, right? And then when I got a little bit more um you know inclined and knowledgeable about yoga, I was like, "Okay, I got to get rid of all of my leather. I am going vegan." I am going 100% raw, I am revoking any, you know, name brands and all these things, and I was trying to live this life that I thought was expected of me instead of allowing myself to integrate who I was with that, and there is a perfect balance between, right, so prior to you know, let's just use like vegan and name brands, right? So prior to that, like I wanted all the name brands. I wanted like every single purse and every single whatever, whatever, whatever. Um, like all the gene names and all the things. Like Tiffany is like, oh god, you remember like the whole Tiffany thing? Gosh, like, make me laugh. But I still own them. I don't wear them, but I still own them. Um and then also kind of looking at veganism and up until that point I didn't eat red meat um I did eat a lot of chicken and tuna uh, but I was like okay like I can't I can't eat that stuff right and I morphed and changed a lot a lot like I remember trying to go out with my friends and they were going out to dinner and like I wouldn't order anything um If I went to events, I would, like, bring my own food, like, obsessive, like, crazy fucking shit, right? And, like, no judgment if that is where you're at. Um, Like, again, like, this isn't that, but it's me looking at myself and being like, that wasn't really me. If that's really who you are, that's a completely different story, right? But that's not really me. Um, And I look back on myself and I almost feel sorry, but I think that process – was a part of my journey because that in and of itself allowed me to feel what it felt like to be consumed by an idea of what I thought I should be and try to live that and feeling the discord between how I was living and who I truly was and attempting to find that balance. And still to this day, I'm still currently attempting to find that balance, but I'm working towards it. So I'm not avoiding name brands that I like or things that I like if it's expensive and I can afford it, but I'm looking at myself differently. I'm not running up credit cards. I will not buy anything that's a luxury unless I truly can afford it. Now, that is coming from a different place than where I was. I was racking up credit card bills. I was in so much debt um fortunately my dad bailed me out like one time the other time I had to do it myself and it's just like it's a lot and anybody who's ever experienced credit card debt credit card debt is like heavy energy and when I released myself of all of that debt and I still have some student loan debt but um credit card debt and all that other debt I felt so much more empowered and now I am more conscious of like how I spend my money, right? And the same thing goes with my eating. I choose to eat 80% plant-based. And prior to being pregnant with Emmett, my second son, I did not eat red meat, and when I became pregnant, I was craving it. And I don't know if any of you do like um, blood type, but I'm O negative blood and we need red meat. And I was not eating red meat at all. And I think up until then it was like probably 12, like 10 to 12 years because I think I did actually have some meat when I was pregnant with Trent because I didn't eat red meat then either. Um, But now I'm like, okay, I'll occasionally have a filet, right? And I'm okay with that, and I'm not judging that part of me, but there are other people that are like, oh, you like eat red meat, like whatever, like that's not, that's not holy, and I pray over my food, I energize my food, but see, that is the separateness that the ego or the spiritual ego attempts to creep in, and that's what I'm here to talk about today because I still am like, I'm going to tell you a story that happened yesterday. Like, like that that really just kind of like triggered all of this, this whole entire conversation. And ugh I don't even know. I don't even know where to start because it's like so wild that I can now be the observer of like my thoughts and my processes, but we'll get there. So anyways, now I'm able to find that balance and integrate. I don't like for, for instance, last night, my husband's like, oh, what are we going to eat? The baby had already went to sleep. And we were thinking about going out and I'm like, let's just order in. He's like, well, what do you want? I'm like, I'm not sure. He's like, well, what about a burger? And I was like, uh, I don't know. I guess. Yeah, sure. Whatever. Ordered it and I couldn't eat it. I just couldn't eat it. And it was like late. And I don't know, like my body was saying no. And now I'm able to listen to that part of me any other day. Maybe I would say yes. Right. But like, being in tune to your spirituality is being in tune to yourself in that moment, not being in tune to what you've inputted in your mind as truth and limiting yourself or restricting yourself from something that you ultimately desire to do. And you could categorize that as good and bad, but that in itself is a part and a layer of the spiritual ego within you, activating itself within you right? Instead of being that projection outside, it's like, I'm not supposed to eat red meat, but I really want red meat. So I'm not going to do it. Oh, I really want a glass of wine, but I'm not supposed to drink alcohol. So I'm not going to do it. So it's like observing your why in that active desire to create separateness. Now, this does not mean to overstep boundaries, or if you know that if one glass of wine leads to 20, you probably shouldn't have that glass of wine. And that's your higher self kind of like checking in with you and being like, um, are you sure? Right. But if for instance, like you want a filet and a glass of red wine at dinner, like have it, that is a spiritual process, right? Like that is a part of integration. That is a part of life and a part of the human experience. And It's a part of embracing who you are authentically, not who you've developed as your quote unquote personality or your belief systems or your values. It's being human in that moment and moving as a human with a spiritual experience in that moment, okay? And I decided, you know, like, I'm not going to totally ban myself from getting name brand stuff if I really want it, if I like it, if I really like it and I want it and I could afford it, then I get it. I don't, I don't run up credit card bills. I have like, right now I have literally probably two nice purses and one's a nice fanny pack. Okay. (laughs) That just like puts it into like, (laughs) oh, that comes like a concept of like my life, my style, like who I am. And I feel so much more embraced by who I am now more than ever. Like I can be a coach and I can have a glass of wine. Like I can, you know, be spiritual and have a dirty martini with extra blue cheese stuffed olives with some extra filth. Right. I can create my balance because this human experience is meant to be experienced, but it depends on how you're choosing to allow that experience to lead you or overtake you. Now, when you overconsume alcohol, you got to check yourself, right? If you overconsume water, you got to check yourself because it's not good for you, right? If you overconsume eating red meat, check yourself. If you overconsume taking supplements, check yourself. So it's this beautiful idea with the spiritual ego that it is there for a purpose to help you recognize your tendencies and how to function in those tendencies with with a little bit more of your higher self infused into it. So it's not there to judge, shun away and silence it's there to be a helpful, useful tool to integrate into your life. Okay. Now, another layer, which is the second layer that I wanted to discuss with like this whole spiritual detox is sometimes we allow spirituality to mask our true traumas, whether it's a big T or a little T as um, Gabrielle Bernstein put it. But it can mask different traumas that we have going on, right? We could use spirituality as a crutch instead of maybe going to drugs and alcohol or partying. We're, you know, going to spirituality and yeah, quote unquote, it's a better option, but it's still masking the pain. And a lot of individuals, myself included, did that. I was masking the pain and I was making excuses for who I was and how I was because it was infused with the spiritual ego instead of really truly going to the subconscious mind, which subconscious work has been so tremendously huge in my life. And anyone that like talks about self-development and they're not talking about the subconscious mind. They're missing like the biggest aspect. Like 15% of your thoughts are conscious, the rest are unconscious. Like think about that. Like that is running the show of your life. And when you go there, you sometimes um have kind of put out traumas whether they were little or big, out you know, out of your mind and those are things that create more discord and these could be as big as like somebody making fun of you or your teacher telling you like you're not good enough um, to as big as like you know abuse of you know any kind or you know mistreatment or being ignored whatever all of that is a part of who we are and we all have some layer of that and what's fascinating is I recently heard and I forget where I heard it, but, um, I think I saw it on rewired, uh, the series on Gaia, but he talks about how we actually remember memories incorrectly. Like that is the mind, like the mind is kind of like fucked up because it creates its own truths and it creates its own reality. And within that, it's infused with that um, ego layer and then later on that spiritual ego layer because there might be things that you may not recognize are dormant in the subconscious mind until you actually go there, see it, and meet it head on to really begin to process, digest, and really eliminate the heaviness and the emotions that are attached to that whole circumstance. And again, it is very much like an onion because We think that once we address a specific issue or trauma one time that it's gone and it's not, it's, it's, it's a journey. It's a process. It's an unlayering. It's a constant unmasking. And there are so many different layers of that. And like, for me, when I think of like unmasking the layers of a trauma, it reminds me of like when you're acting or when you go to a show and they have like, the whole wig, the outfit, the hands, the nails, the makeup, the eyelashes, the lipstick, like all of the layers, it's like when you see it, that's like one layer coming off. But there's other aspects that sometimes run a lot deeper that need to be seen, healed and processed, right? So when we look at spirituality and how it creates and and oftentimes awakens kind of like this spiritual ego because the ego seeps into that layer very sneakily. We have to look at why the spiritual ego is there because as we, re- we know, the ego itself in our quote unquote personality is there because we've developed a protective shield that we've created a persona or a belief system or a value around that has protected us all this time, right? Right. And then, when we find our spiritual nature and we begin to connect with our spiritual nature, it slowly evolves. It's still there, but it slowly evolves and morphs into a different layer of that. Same thing. And this is why subconscious work is amazing. If you haven't listened to my podcast with Andy Pacini, please do, because she works with Psych K and I work with her. Um, Bi weekly, or you know, a couple times a month, even um, with my subconscious mind, because I know that there are so many things that are still dormant within my being, and many of which I don't really have the conscious remembrance of until I go there, right? And when we have and hold that, spirituality can take on a different flavor within that aspect. So, this podcast is to not only bring about this idea or to allow you to be a little bit more conscious of this aspect of the ego, but also to use it and integrate it when you see it. Now, a little story from yesterday. Oh my gosh. So I don't know like how good this is going to be because I feel like people might know what exactly what I'm talking about. But anyways, I'm going for it. So I went and took one of my favorite classes in the morning at a yoga, at a yoga studio. And when I called to sign up, I was told that it was going to be a different teacher, that it was like this teacher from New York. And I asked the name and I had absolutely no idea who the name was. And I was like, okay, that's fine. Like, I'll take it. Let's go. Let's ride. And, um, I took the class and bruh, like the ego in me saw the ego in her. And it was so, and I've never taken a class like this before in my entire life with any instructor. It was so challenging to really drop into my practice because it was so in your face, right? And that's my judgment. I recognize that. We're going to get there soon. And as this is happening and I'm on my mat, I'm like, what is happening here? What is the integration? What is being seen what is what is being heard? Where is this going? Why am I he, like here in this space and in this thought process and in this emotion? Help me integrate what I'm feeling into this practice. Help me integrate. And there was a couple things that transpired that just weren't congruent. And I realized that Every single one of us have this spiritual ego. And when you become aware of it on a deeper level within yourself, you begin to recognize it in other people. And it's not intended to be like, oh my God, I don't like this person. It's intended to be like, wow, like I am not alone. We're all on this journey, right? Right we're all attempting to integrate, we're all attempting to evolve, we're all attempting to go through this journey. And there was a point where I just like tapped out. And I was just like, I need to be in myself because what's happening is like, it's giving me something to push up against. And I don't want to push up against anything. I want to allow this practice to bring me into a different inner space um and I had to you know call it quits and I did my own thing for like the last 15-20 minutes of class and as I was there in Shavasana it was still very palpable and I appreciated that practice because it showed me something deeper about myself but also something so much more with the world around us and within the spiritual community that is supposed to be super inclusive and super accepting and loving, and yet at the very same time, we carry all of these different things, and it's not always conscious. It's not always apparent to the individual, and I think we can all... You know, resonate with the fact that when somebody speaks from their authentic truth, and when somebody speaks from a place of integration, and from a from an authentic space of just like this is it, this is who I am, it's felt, right. And when somebody is functioning from this idea or this persona that they're attempting to try and uphold, that too is felt, right, and it's felt within the way that they speak, within the way that they practice, within the way that they commune, within the way that they move and like all of it. Right. And truly this, this is just about being a little bit more mindful about how this can all creep in and how we can really evolve and become better individuals for ourselves, but also for our community who desperately needs authenticity. And the integration of self in the moment that it's happening without, like, the layers. Like, I I remember there was a time when I would go shopping and I would really like something. And then if I looked at the name brand, I was like, no. But, like, I really liked it. <laughs> so it's like you're creating those mental boundaries and that separation and that exclusion, instead of saying like oh i really like these jeans like these are really cute oh they're those okay well i like them i'm still gonna get them they're jordosh or they're levi or they're true religion or whatever the fuck they are right but applying that to every aspect i'm obviously using jeans and like if you know me you know that like i am a jean genie okay like i love jeans bell bottoms oh can't get enough okay Skinny jeans, can't get enough. Wax jeans, forget it, okay? So I love my jeans, even though I predominantly live in leggings. But I love my jeans, and that's why I use that as, as you know an example. But let's apply that to everything. Oh wow, I really like this instructor, but she is a Bikram teacher. I know that there's like this Bikram, not like separation, but like people who do Bikram, people who do, you know, vinyasa. Oh, I really love this instructor. Um. And she also does yin. Like how can you teach yin and a hot power flow? Like how do those two go together? How do those two personalities go together? It's the integration, y'all. It's the two polarities in everything uh, that is life. And it's the integration and the realization that that is also happening inside of you and other people. And it doesn't make somebody bad because they're on a different spectrum. It just makes them them. And Every single one of the us, even though it's very hard to like put this in our mind, every single one of us is in the exact perfect moment, regardless of what we are doing as part of the whole. Whether you categorize somebody's actions or a situation or an experience or happening as good or bad, it is a polarity that has to exist in order for us to find the middle way within life within politics, within, you know, wars and disagreements and within ourselves. It's like, oh, okay, like it's okay to be that, it's okay to like that. Yeah, it's okay to do all of that. Right? Like you can have sacred sex and then you could pull out toys and still have sacred sex. Right? Like you can do both as long as it's authentic to you. If it's not, if it doesn't feel right to you then that is where you have to check in with yourself and what does that really mean it means like okay this doesn't feel right this isn't me this isn't like and if you get back into your body get back into your body like your body will tell you what you love your body will tell you what resonates with you your body will tell you what you believe and honor that and do the subconscious work in conjunction with because sometimes we're so deeply rooted in you know our values and our belief systems that have been embedded in us at a very young age that we could still unconsciously think that that is who we really are but like who you are is the envelopment and the embracing of each moment as it comes and being almost like a child, not allowing any past experience to dictate your decision in that moment. And the world now more than ever really needs to hear this message because this is why there is so much separation, right? There is this discord. There is this disconnect with ourselves and the media feeds us judgments daily feeds us separation feeds us the otherness them those people and like it's just not okay it is all a part of the process there are dualities in every situation and the fact that we're able to embrace those dualities without judgment, knowing that they are a part of culminating the middle way and the, the balanced identity or the balanced, you know, um, processing, then we're able to, to see things differently and notice that we can learn from every human being. And sometimes learning from people, as I did yesterday, learning from people is the biggest spiritual practice. It is so spiritual. And sometimes like interacting with people that you wouldn't normally interact with that kind of stir something in you is the most spiritual practice. So if you resonated with this message, share it with somebody who you think needs to listen. And DM me, share this on Instagram, um, and don't forget to like, share, and review. But this is is a really big part of our processing, y'all. And I'm not done, and I don't know if I will ever be done, but I humble myself in sharing where I'm at and, like, the truth that is what's going on within me because I think it's really important to share because there's a lot of power in sharing and there's a lot of power in sharing because other people are like whoa like I never thought of it like that and that perspective and that pivot is going to bring us back to a more unified new world and it's not like physically a new world. It's a new way of thinking. It's a new way of moving. It's a new way of living. And it's inclusive. It brings about the sense of we are all one. We are all a part of this one life. And it sounds so cliche, but a murderer is a part of the process as much as somebody who is a monk. And I know it's really hard to 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 conceptualize this, but think about in nature. Animals kill other animals to eat them and sometimes just to fight them, right? So it sounds like super dark because we've been dictated to think, you know, I'm not saying that murdering is right, please by any means, but if somebody ends up doing it, it's the dark parts of humanity it's the shadowy parts of humanity if people do bad things it's the dark parts of humanity it's the shadow parts of humanity and it's not to look upon them and judge them but it's also to just be aware that that exists and we all coexist in that space and in that energy and we know these things happen I myself I don't agree with that and it's very hard for me to integrate that um and it's very hard for me to find compassion for that um if I'm being honest um because it it, it makes anybody who like abuses children or animals like they're still currently on my shit list okay but that is a part of my need to continue to integrate and it's not it's not that I don't like it like that is a part of who I am but it's The part of me that wants to judge it and it's the part of me that wants to create separateness and it's the part of me that wants to categorize them as other and make them bad that I need to work with because I know all these things but I'm still learning how to integrate them and I can integrate certain things on on different layers, you know, um, but there's others that are still very challenging for me and, um, you know, it's a part of this processing, but I think the ability to move with and the ability to recognize is a step in the right direction. So thank you so much for being with me and hearing me out. And again, thank you so, so much for supporting the pod for Sharing your thoughts, comments, and concerns, and sharing this podcast with your friends um, it means the world, and I think more of the world could really be inspired to share their own stories in this capacity, and if this is you and this speaks to your heart, it's time. It's time to do it. It's time to step forward. We need you now more than ever. Ugh. Um, before I sign off my my course, my online course, Your Born Identity, is going to be launching this month in March. And I am also going to, again, be launching the um, Awaken Your Intuition Through the Tarot course this month. And the Tarot course is the last course that's going to encompass a live Q&A with me. Um, and then after this, it's going to be kind of evergreen. So whenever you wanted to sign up, you could. But this is an opportunity for you to really be able to get one-on-one with me with the tarot, ask the questions, um, and be mentored by me and the way in which I read the tarot and in a more authentic human you know, capacity. So if this is something that you've been wanting to do, now is the time. The, we are going to be closing it out Thursday, which is going to be March 10th, I believe let me just verify. Yes, March 10th is going to be the closeout for um, the tarot course as far as like signing up to be a part of the live. So if you want that, get in that. It's in the show notes. And also your born identity, if you do want to get involved in that and be a part of that and kind of um, dissect your natal chart, which is essentially your soul's message to you and what it's intended to, to tell you. If you want to learn more about that in this lifetime, please sign up for the waitlist. It's going to be launching this month. And that will also inc- include a live Q&A a couple times just because of the um, information that's in this course. And if, if you're in the South Florida area and you want to take a class with me, oh my God, my heart would be so full to know that you heard me here and decided to take a class with me. Um, I have put in my uh, link tree link in the show notes as well. So you could click there and see what I am involved in within the community. So thank you so, so much. A big, big hug. Besos and blessings. Have a wonderful, wonderful day.